the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting here is my wife, Renee. Her job is to just keep me in line. Ooh, that's a hard job. And I don't do very well, I can tell you that much. And Gil does traffic for iHeartRadio. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So he's a very important person. He's he the is. one that hopefully will get you to work and back um, safely and on time. Oh, I try. But he, he can't be responsible for men being late to work or women being late to work. It's not Gil's fault. Okay. All righty. Let's go to the phones because we got a full board. Richard, you're up first. How can I help you? This is the old man with the dryer sheets again. Um, <laughs> I have I have a problem. I have a 2013 Ford C-Max hybrid. Okay. It's got 14,000 miles on it. Okay. And um, it's... Uh, it's uh, having an electrical drain, and I had taken it, o- and it's under the extended warranty. Okay. So I took it over to the Ford uh, Ford dealer, and they had it for about a week, and uh, they said uh, it's 400 and some odd dollars they charged me for, um, uh, they said they found a butt connector attached to my rear brake light in the back window. Okay. I'm the original owner. I bought it off the floor uh, showroom floor at uh, at a Ford a different Ford dealer in uh, Colorado, okay. and um, so I've never had anything any aftermarket okay. done. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Here's the deal. The deal is is I can't second guess the four hundred dollar bill, but I can tell you what industry standards typically dictate for something like this. We have inductive amp probes. It's a device that wraps one of the cables on the battery, positive or negative. You want to wrap all the cables that come off one side of the battery or the other. You shut the door, and we already know the amp draw should be a quarter of one amp or you know a tenth of one amp. So we're watching this. If it's three amps or ten amps, then we got a problem. We got a draw. So the next thing you do is you go into the fuse panel and you stop pop- popping fuses one at a time. Well, you'll get to fuse 17, and you'll pop it, and the amp draw goes away. So then you open up the owner's manual, and you find out what the things are that are fed by that fuse. Then you put the fuse back in, and you go back and start unplugging stuff. I'm not quite sure why the bill was $400. I'm just not quite sure. I I think it's one of two things. It actually took $400. In, in, in labor rate, that's at least three hours. Uh, it could be four, depending on their labor rate. Or it could have been a young man who wasn't seasoned and struggled through your car. I don't know the answer, but if it's, if your battery hasn't been dead, then they you won. Um, I would just uh, I I can't I can't I can't second guess them. I, I I seriously don't know. 
it, it if there was 11 things on that circuit then it took a while before they isolated the circuit but i i doubt my 11 numbers anywhere close to it but anyway richard good luck to you and uh and good luck with your c-max and at 14,000 miles and the car is what um, nine, six years old with 14,000 miles. Richard, I want you to back off the driving just a little bit, okay? Give that car <laughs> a little rest, okay? Hector, you're up next. Hector, how can I help you today? Well, Hector dropped, so let's go to Tom. Tom, we're going to go to Tom. Tom, how can we help you? Yes. Yes, sir. Back to that windshield question in, in, in insurance. In this day and age, deductibles have gone up, and if you have a claim... Well, you can really get whacked on, uh, you know, with your insurance company for rates. And so sometimes it's much better to just call and get the windshield done yourself because you can get them. You know, the companies will quote you less than the insurance company does, you know, well, $300. By the time um, you do your deductible. Okay. I deal with insurance and, companies every day, and I'm going to disagree deal. with you as far as our, our rates are going to go up. Um, we have 30 cars in our fleet. And... We've had windshield problems, and we've had uh, rodent problems on on some equipment up here. But the idea is is that if if you have a lot of claims, um, and you have been a customer that's demanded a lot of attention, then that could be a rate increase for you. But the other day, I had this customer who had been a customer of this insurance company for 15 years. And it was kind of an iffy kind of thing, but it was a $10,000 iffy kind of thing. And I remember that the case agent, I said to her, because they call me for mechanical opinions. And she says, well, frankly, I, I want to pay this. And I said, well, it's a 50-50 shot. He's 50% right about what happened, 50% wrong. And I said, but it's your money, so go ahead. And she says, I'm looking at his history. He's got 15 years. He's had two claims in 15 years. This isn't the guy that's going to rip us off. So I'm sure they paid it. Now, as far as the two pricing structures, um, it it doesn't make sense for us to discount it a whole bunch because if the street rate is down in the $300 range, but the insurance rate is at the $600 range, I can assure you they know. They know who did that. The idea is... is our industry should not, and the majority of us do not, have two different structures with respect to insurance companies. I will tell you that we have two different price structures for aftermarket warranty companies and the customer. Customer pay is quite different than aftermarket warranty because those aftermarket warranty companies will just drive us crazy and they'll take time and they'll they spend hours on the phone asking stupid questions. So we have to raise our rates in order to compensate for the for the certain 60 minutes worth of phone time over four or five different calls. So if people want to try that, I don't oppose that. If they want to try, hey, what's my price? And then turn around and say, well, I might report this to my insurance company. But keep in mind that the rock isn't the cause of, of the driver didn't cause the rock. The driver didn't do anything wrong to cause the, the windshield to break, unless, of course, his wife hit it with a baseball bat. But the driver has to be at fault or has to show negligence. So I'm not always right, but I'm, I'm, I'm not and always you know, wrong. Uh, it seems to me that sometimes you have zero deductible on glass replacement. I want to say that... We do. Yeah, that we, have, we don't have to pay any deductible right. anyway. How many windshields have we put in the 30 car? Now, we own a car rental company, and, right. and we have a rather large fleet of cars. You know, I don't know... I. Just for us, I can think of our motorhome because we traveled a lot in it. So we had 
numerous ones but in that. But the motorhome windshield was like $2,000. Oh, yeah. And, and that was on a 90, wait, a 2004 Eagle I know. That, that was 14 years ago. Right. So the idea is, is most people don't experience that. But right. anyway, you bring up a, a couple of good points, and I guess the the message here is, is yes, you can shop, mm-hmm. and if you can find it cheaper, substantially cheaper, and you want to pay for it, and you don't want to go through the claim process, or you don't want to risk having your premiums paid, then mm-hmm. certainly that would be it. Jim, you're up next. Jim, how can I help you? Yes, yeah, Mark. I have a question. I have a 2016 um, Chevy uh, 2500 Silverado okay. with the Duramax. I got it about six months ago with 39,000 miles on it. I replaced the batteries on it yesterday, but the question I have is, I noticed that uh, the voltmeter takes a while for it to reach 14. It takes about two miles because the needle will just stay down between 10 and 11, and a gradual will creep up to 14. Is that supposed to do that? It's not supposed to be at 10 or 11. That's when it starts out in the morning whenever. When it first okay. started up, the needle does not move. Okay. Well, I think what we need to do is go to the battery and do the check-in at the battery. Oh, um, okay. I, I, I would do that. I, what This is what I want you to do, um, Jim. In the morning, pop the hood and just, I don't care which battery you do, just go positive to negative, get a little digital voltmeter from, what's in that? place that we buy harbor freight, harbor freight. Okay. <laughs> and, and and just and 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 stick the stick the terminals on the battery now a fully charged battery is going to be close to 13 volts so if it's 1210 that means it's about 10% charged so we want to see the battery north of 12 and a half with the key in your pocket now when you start the car up and you get a fast idle on your diesel if it's cold, then you're going to see that needle go probably up to 13.5 or 14.5. But I want to go one over what we call static voltage. So if you find it at 12.4, I want to see 13.4 within 60 seconds. And okay. if you have to rev the motor, then it's okay. I don't know that I trust the gauge, and I don't know that how long it takes that signal to get there. But I also know that if it's at 14 volts, everything's fine. And as long as the batteries aren't going dead on a regular basis or you're not having any other electrical problems, I'm not quite sure I'd spend a lot of money. But I think you should just take the voltage at the battery. I think that'll give you a clearer picture of what you're up against. Okay? Sounds good. Thank you. All right. You're more than welcome. 602 Yes, sir? Hector called back. We have him. Okay, let me do this spot, and then Hector, you stay right there. I know, you know, Hector was on the phone. His wife told him to get off the phone and go empty the trash. you got to know that's what happened. If you don't hurry up, he'll probably have to go again. <laughs> <laughs> Automotive Dynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive services. Chuck started it. Derek runs it. 1982. Chuck is when he started. So when they're on their second generation and they provide high-quality service, Derek's the kind of guy you can trust. You can look at him and shake his hand, and you know automatically he's the kind of guy you can trust. So if you're looking for a, excuse me, if you're looking for a great shop in Sun City, I would recommend you stop by Auto Dynamics on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Excuse my my stumble there. Yeah. All righty, let's go to Hector. Hector, did, did does she know you're on the phone? Hector? Yo, how you doing? Hey, good, good. I thought I lost you there. I thought your wife was whipping on you or something. Actually, she didn't tell me to get my foot out here and get the Christmas decorations down, so that's what I'm doing. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but um, I actually had two quick questions, if that's okay. Um, yes. 
I'm after uh, welding on some camera plates that I found out on. I have a surface rust on my car. And from there, I literally tore out the whole, everything for the vehicle. I'm trying to get rid of rust. But um, there's certain parts of it where I found there's pocket holes that looks like it's factory made that I can't reach the rust in there. I was wondering, should I cut it open or is there ways to get the rust out of there by any chance? Yeah, I'm I'm not your guy. I'm 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 okay. sorry. I'm not your guy. <laughs> What's the name? The, I know his name is Kyle, and he's down Kyle. there on Chandler Boulevard and yeah. Kyra, or Chandler and, and Priest. Right. Um, it used to be Envision, but I think it's uh, Auto Body. Or... It's one of the. I th- it might be Envision, but Auto Body owns it. But Kyle on Envision, and it's E I Envision is it or is it I? I I okay uh-huh. Envision starting with an I. Um, he's down there in Chandler. And I think you could talk to him. I know he knows what he's talking about. And he's someone we've leaned on quite a bit. Now, his father is named Chuck, and he's a second-generation body shop guy. And he does have a position of authority. But he's probably going to want you to take some pictures with your camera phone and send them to him, because that would certainly be the best. I, I want to tell you something, Hector. I couldn't fix a body shop car for love nor money i don't know how to use a frame rack i don't know how to spray paint um i I don't know how to do rust i I don't know how to do any of that so i need to send you to somebody who lives that life and and call talk to kyle when you uh when you call down there it's either going to be called envision auto body or it's going to be auto body world auto body or i i think it might be auto nation now that i said that okay Uh, yeah i think it was auto nation um But, but anyway, it might still be listed under Envision. I'll yeah. see if I can find it while we're at the break. Okay, and that'll be good. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We have open lines available. Thank you for calling back, Hector, and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For thirty-five years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up... I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be. 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. 
a public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 19 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we looked up a couple of things for you. And did you find Kyle yet? Um, still, I'm okay. making sure this is the right one because it, okay. it's different gonna, than what we knew. So right. I'm going to go to a, 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 wind, uh, a windshield company. Mm-hmm. First Choice Auto Glass is the company that does all of our clients' windshields, all of our customers' windshields, and all of our personal windshields. First Class Wait, first choice. First choice glass. Mm-hmm. First choice glass. They used glass. to be a Mesa, but now they're out in Apache Junction. But so. they do all over the valley. Yes. They do all over mm-hmm. the valley. And they come to us, mm-hmm. and they fix the windshield in the parking lot, and we've made arrangements for that car to sit there for 24 hours or whatever, twice the number they tell us. Yep. And so first choice auto glass is the one. And I think the windshield person, I'm looking real quick here, and, oh, um, that was Greg. Greg commented on that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know who brought that up before, but uh, but Greg did comment on it. And it's okay because one way or another we'll, we'll do our best. We're looking up uh, Kyle's number for um, Hector. Um, I think it's 480-949-9292. Okay, give and it to us again one more time. 480 949 9292 and I would ask for Kyle. Okay. And and I I was wrong. Um Tom was the one that brought up the windshield talk afterwards, but in reality we had a windshield question way back for Greg. So Greg and Tom were the two windshield okay. people. All righty, let's go to the phones real quick. Robert, you're up first. How can I help you? Uh good morning and uh, I first want to say I enjoy your program. Thank you very much. I have much a couple of simple uh simple questions here. Okay. Uh, I have a 2013 Tacoma with 35,000 on it, okay. and uh, the shop uh, recommends the uh, change the plugs out at 33,000. The truck runs beautifully, and okay. my question is: uh, Is there a norm there uh, at, uh, uh, at 33,000? That uh, is it. Does no. it warrant a change change plugs? No, I like the fact that you don't have a miss and you're using that. Here's what I here's what I want you to do, okay? Okay. <laughs> this is what happens. This is for women too. So your shop says that you need spark plugs, and you say, "Oh gosh darn it, I didn't know that." Let me go get my owner's manual, and would you show me where it says that I should do plugs at thirty-five? And it when does, you do it that, does say it. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. But ninety-nine. You're the first person I've ever heard saying that. Yeah. But ninety-nine percent of the time, the number isn't right at all. So we uh-huh. teach ladies that that's the easiest way out. Okay. If you don't have a miss at thirty-three and it's a two thousand thirteen, it doesn't have the brand new platinum plugs in it more than likely because those are going to be eighty to a hundred k. So you've probably just got a standard resistor plug in there. You got two choices. Yeah. Wait till you got some kind of fuel economy drop or a cold miss or a warm miss or you can go ahead and have them. Now, I would ask for the old spark plugs back and if the old spark plugs are clean and pristine and have a kind of a tea looking a light brown color to them and the center electrode still has a square in it. So it's tabletop and then drop down and it's not rounded, then you went too early and you'll know that next time. That's how I would yeah, handle it. That's right. Can you tell me a, a quality um, product uh, plug? 
Um, you know, I sell a whole lot of Champion and and uh, NGK. Um, I I don't I I don't know the answer to that. I know I'm personally I'm a Champion fan, and I also use yeah. a lot of NGKs. Um, but I also have some off-road vehicles that I use the NGKs on. Um, okay. I, you know, let me let me tell you who to call. Um, have you got yeah. a pencil handy? Yes. Okay. Four eight zero five nine eight one two three four, and ask for Jeff in parts. And and don't take a bunch of his time. But Mark said you can answer this question. What's the predominant plug you guys sell? And you might even have him look it up on your 2013 Tacoma because that'll make a difference. So just say, I'm going to take as little time as I can because Jeff's kind of a busy guy. He's responsible for 20 bays. So, But I'm going to let you do that because I don't know the answer to that. Okay? Name's Jeff, huh? Yes, okay, sir. thank you very much. I appreciate it. And again, uh, uh, good program. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Ken, uh, where am I at? Am I way over my no, break? No, you're okay, good. Okay. Ken, you're next. I've got a 2016 diesel Dodge truck, and I drive from Phoenix to uh, Colorado all the time. I was driving, I was in Bluff, uh, Colorado, and on the dashboard, a prompt came on saying the DEF system needs service, and then it went off, and then it came back on, and I read in my owner's manual that if you don't take it into service quickly, a counter goes on. And it counts down from 120 miles to zero, and when you get to zero miles, uh, the car, the truck will only go five miles an hour. Okay. And, and for me, that's just super dangerous and just unacceptable. And is there anything you can do about that? <laughs> I hope so. Have you got a pencil handy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Four eight zero. What are you shaking your head for? Nothing. I'm just four eight zero five nine eight. One, two, three, four. Talk to Alan. Ask for Alan. Okay. Alan owns Salem Performance Division that does nothing but diesels. Mark drives a diesel. Not too long ago, there was a guy at the car wash, and we were talking about diesels. And I have the 6.7 that you have, but mine's a 12, which means I don't have DEF. So, um, and Alan's is a 9. And he'll outrun mine, and that still pisses me off. Hey. But anyway, um so you're going to call Alan and ask him that question. Um, not too long ago, I had the same situation, and I called Alan. And I was talking to a guy I've never met before, and Alan started laughing, and his answer was funny. So he's been through this. He can walk you through it, and and you can. And I think the real nuts and bolts of what you're asking is: is do I need to be worried about what's going to happen? Here's what surprises me. The DEF system typically raises a flag when the the truck is in city driving, and you just got through saying that you were on the highway when this happened. Right. So I'm a little confused, but I think you'll notice that it was probably a stopping point on your odometer. Did you happen to look at your 30 or your 60 or your 90? No, I didn't, but I just can't imagine that the system is set up that way because if I'm driving to Colorado at night and all of a sudden I get in that situation... There's no way I can take it to a dealer. There's no dealer between Flagstaff okay. and, and Denver. All right. And I've never heard of anybody getting stuck except one guy, and he had a Ford. Okay? So I've never heard of a Dodge getting stuck. Yeah. I think that that's a time frame turn on. 
I think we're turning on that light. Okay. Let me tell you what Ford's. Ford's plugged the exhaust up, and you're down to 25 miles an hour. You have very little notice. But the whole idea is, is we need to clean out the catalytic converter, the particulate filter, and we need to drive it on the highway in order to do that. So I'm kind of confused, but I promise you, Alan can answer your question. He can okay. also guide you. But, but don't get upset until you talk to him. Now, I could be wrong, and he may tell you, you got a 120-mile spread. I don't think he's going to tell you that. So you call him and ask him. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. And let's go to Bert. Bert, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, My wife has a 2004 Hyundai Sonata with about 69,000 miles on it. Okay. And she loves the car, never had a problem with it. And now they say I need motor mounts for the car. Okay. I have two questions. Uh, what happens if I don't get it fixed right away? And the second question is about approximately how much should I pay for that? Okay. First of all, let me ask you a question. On takeoff, on rapid takeoff, have you ever noticed a delay clunk or thump? No. Okay. Second of all, I want you to go out into her car. I want you to have her sit in the car because she drives it. I want you to say to her, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you in the passenger seat, and I want her foot on the brake. And now you want you to close your eyes and hold on to the steering wheel, honey. Make sure you use the word honey. And so the the car is idling, and I want you to shift it from neutral. I want you to start neutral. And I want you to shift it to reverse and say, do you feel anything? Vibration, honey. Uh We're looking for vibration. So do you feel anything in reverse, honey? And her foot's on the brake, and you're just idling. Then you're going to go to neutral and say, do you feel anything different, honey? And then you're going to go to drive and ask her the same question. Reverse, neutral, drive. If there is no vibration, if there is no vibration, I don't know, (laughs) other than that symptom and a hard clunk, I don't know of a reason to change the motor mounts, but I want to tell you this. It's very lucrative when we get to do all your motor mounts. It's very Mm -hmm. lucrative. So... Um, and then another thing, and I'm up against time frame right now, so I'm going to ask you to stay there. And, um, Chris, you stay there, and I'll get to both of you. And we have open line, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. we got two gone right now, or we got three available, so you're welcome to jump in there. 602-508-0960. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserite paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. 
to make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Michael Medved from michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. 32 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. <clears throat> My name's Mark Salem, and we're going to do what we said. We're going to go after Bert and Chris real quick. Bert, are you still there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Here's what I want you to do, too, too. I want you to take the car out of the street because we're going to do something. I don't want you to lose control of the car and hit your garage and drive into the living room, okay? okay? You're going to take the car out of the street, and you're going to open up the hood, and you're going to look through the hood crack at the motor. And okay. you're going to sit there and you're going to put it in drive. You're going to hold your left foot on there. And I want you to stomp on the accelerator as if a slow motion crushing a spider. Okay? And I want you to watch the motor. And I also want you to listen for a thump. We're in drive. So you're going to go whoppa. And your foot's on the brake. And we're in drive. Okay. Now, if the back motor mounts, which is the predominant motor mount that goes bad, if the back motor mount's broken, the motor's going to lift up, and then as soon as you let go of the throttle, it's going to come down. You're going to see it, and you're going to feel it. If it thumps, okay. then we need at least one motor mount. Then you're going to put it in. We did that in reverse, and then you're going to go to drive, and we're going to do the same thing. I want okay. the motor to flex a little bit, but I don't want it to raise up and flop down. So we're testing okay. two of your four mounts. But I want to tell you something. Here, do this next time. You know, I I need you to show me why. Um, so whoever, bring that technician out here and have him point out what he, now if he walks out there and says, here's your upper T-bone, and you looked at the rubbers just disintegrating, and this is a mount that I, I need to do, and I'd really like to do all of them, and you go, 35,000 miles, all of them, why don't we just do one? So uh-huh. that's the kind of conversation that you're going to have. Show me. There is... Our industry prides ourselves in, come on back in the shop, um, Bert. We're going to put it up on the rack. We're going to have somebody in the car, and I want you to watch these two rear motor mounts. You're going to see them flex, and you're going to see that they're both broken. So, Mm. Bert, take a look at this. That shouldn't be there. Let me show you on this other car over here. It's not exactly the same as your Sonata, but it's got big pillow, what we call pillow motor mounts. Let me show you those, how they flex. Ooh, they didn't move. That's what I need you to do. But I'm going to tell you something. The last yeah. question you didn't answer, ask was, is, Mark, what's the possibility of me breaking down and needing a tow truck because my motor mounts are broken? The answer is never. Okay? Oh, so don't let fear take over, okay? Okay. And the approximate uh, cost for this? Um, I'm scared to, to tell you that, but I'm thinking we're going to be... I would say five to seven hundred dollars, and I'm guessing that's a wild guess. How how close did I come? The, would, would that be for the four? That's for the four motor mounts installed. I'm going to okay. move it to eight. I'm going to go between five and eight. Five and eight. How close well, did I come? Thank you so much for your help. 
Okay. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Bert. Chris, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Uh, 05 Murano, 88,000 miles, uh, no problems with anything. My gas mileage is the same, and I'm going to do plugs and wires, but I'm thinking why not wait till closer to 100,000? I'm with you. I have no problems. I'm Just with you. a short... Okay. Uh, next question. Parked 95 pickup truck, put 500 miles a year on it. Do I leave the tank full even though I'll never burn a whole tank of gas in six months? Um, I would leave the tank full, and I would go down to the local uh, Walmart or whatever, and I'd get a bottle of Stabil, S-T-A-B-I-L. Follow the directions, put it in there. That's what I do on all my gasoline-powered stuff up at the ranch, all my generators. I put stable in them during the six months. I'm not going to use them. Let me go back gotcha. to your, your 88,000. If you're going to put plugs and, plugs and wires in it, I want you to buy a tube of dielectric grease. Okay. It, it's a white toothpaste-looking yeah, stuff. Okay. Gotcha. So you're going to put it in the boot and put the boot on. And then on the other end, if you have a distributor, you're going to do that. But if the coil sits on top of the spark plug, you can just put a fine thing on that little wire that's about an inch long. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think on the Murano, there's a plastic cover, but I think the plugs are inside of the top of the manifold. I was told it's like a $600 uh, changeover for the plugs. Okay. Well, you'll find out soon enough. It is possible that we're going to have a tough time on the back two plugs or something like okay. that. And sometimes we have to take a motor mount out or we have to lick up, lift up the back of the of the transmission. Your Sonata should be front-wheel drive, right? No, no, it's a Murano. Oh, Murano. Okay, is it front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive? All-wheel. Okay, all-wheel. Okay, it, it, there, are, there are times that the spark plugs are really difficult to get. But, um, you know, if you have a spark plug that's, you know, 1.2 hours... Um, there's a lot of guys out there that are going to be able to pull that off a lot less. The question is, is, is the boss going to bill you actual time or book time? And I would suspect that most of us would draw the middle out of that. Gotcha. Okay. Last question. What Go. do you think of the $32 bump in uh, tag prices? Isn't that a bunch of shenanigans? Well, I don't like I don't like the idea that it's a 30 and I'm going to get hit hard on fine, that. would be fine, right? But I, I don't like the explanation about the money. I don't mm-hmm. trust. Um, I don't trust the government to do what it says. I don't trust the governor to do what he says. Um, in this particular situation and many others, not all the time though. It's it's oftentimes the money goes someplace else and redirected. It's kind of like the teachers pay and some of that other stuff. Right. So I'm not real happy about it. I think it's just another tax, and I think as we just go along. Um, it gets to the point where we just stop fighting because it's tax after tax after tax. Like that one lady said the other day on the news, and I don't even want to get into this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, she said that she thinks all the high earners should pay 70% in taxes. Yeah. Well, she's and, 27. She knows yeah. everything. Yeah, she's got the brain God gave it duck. But anyway, yeah. thank you very much. i got to go. You're in, You're getting me in trouble. John, you're up next, buddy. John, are you there? John, are you there? John, you got to turn the radio down because if you turn the radio down, we can talk. But we're on a delay in case Mark's in case Mark says bad words or my wife starts cussing me out. Are you there? Okay. I got uh, two questions for you. First one is I got a 2012 Chevy Silverado, and I brought it in. 
Okay, I need you to get off Bluetooth and get the get the phone right up close to you because we're losing you. But be quick about it. Go ahead, twelve Silverado. Okay. Um. Anyway, make a long story short. I had it tuned up. The spark spark plug wires and uh plugs, and I was going about eighty miles an hour down the freeway, and I heard a popping sound a couple times like it was missing. That I mean, it hasn't done it since, but it it did it a couple of times after I had that tune up. That's how I should bring it back to the the place tuned it up and uh, have them do something else to it, or. No, no, no. There's two things you do. You can go back and say, come and take a ride and let's hope I do it. Or you continue on as long as it idles good, as long as it doesn't. If, if the problem is there all the time, take it back. And But if the problem is intermittent, then the real question is, is it, are there times when it idles good or does it idle almost good all the time or does it go 50, 60 miles an hour all the time? But you need to learn how to make it happen. But if it's there all the time, then, yes, you go back to the shop. So you had another uh, question. Yeah. yeah, the other one's just your opinion. I've got a 2006 Chevy Express van, six-cylinder, with 201,000 miles on it. And uh, it leaks oil usually now, and um, check engine light and everything's on it. But it, it runs great, other than it, it leaks a hell of a lot of oil and the check engine light's on. Would it be worth it for me to uh, get the engine rebuilt? Or no, I, I, I go after the oil leak. First of all, the check engine light. I, I'm I'm unclear how that has anything to do with the oil because I, I if it's got an if it's got an oil uh, you know a check engine light and it's oil related, it'd be probably the first one I've ever seen. But you need to go get an estimate on the repair. If it's an oil pressure switch, you're going to get out of there for less than a hundred dollars. So I think we need before you can make the decision on what to do. And I don't think you replace an engine just because it's leaking oil. I think I think it's real easy and real simple to go in there and I identify the oil leak and then bid the oil leak. But the best case scenario is an oil pressure switch. The risk case scenario is it's the rear main seal or the front harmonic balancer seal. But even in in that respect, you're not talking about big money. You're talking about north of five hundred and certainly less than a thousand. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I, we need to find out where the oil's coming from, and we need to deal with the check engine light. If they're related, okay. If they're unrelated, we have two different problems. I've got to take a break, and when I come back, i got Harry and John number two. We'll be back right after this. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. America. Welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home home to their cities and towns, home to their mountains and valleys, home to their families and friends, 
home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Okay, everybody, 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we got time to get the callers, but I need to fit this in. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is the only place in Mesa that I stamp as Mark Salem approved. Brian and Thelma are the salt of the earth. Brian and Thelma are exactly the kind of neighbors you want to have. They're honest. They're dependable. They know the business. They come from two families that have been in Mesa working on cars since the 50s. So they're on Main Street, just east of Stapley, the south side of the road. It's a little difficult to get in there with that uh, fancy train that runs up and down. But the idea is is that they really do a good job. They'll follow up with friendly reminders on what you might be. They're not going to say you do. They're saying check your manual. But they're a good shop. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street, just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. Harry, you're up next. Thank you, Mark. A happy new year to you and your family. Thank you very much, um, Harry. I was uh, listening with uh, keen interest to your uh, uh, one caller talking about damage from rodents to uh, wiring. And I remember reading something a, a while back, uh, and I got online and Googled that, and uh, it went to Consumer Reports was one of the deals. that uh, They were talking about a tape that uh, it's kind of like a... Uh, black vinyl tape that uh, Honda, evidently Honda makes, or you can get it through Honda or even on the internet, that has this, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, I can't think of it. It's got a bad uh, taste to it. Yeah, it's called a, a capsaicin and it. Uh, it's kind of an analgesic type stuff. It has real hot, hot mm-hmm. pepper quality and yeah. uh, evidently it's in this tape. And you can, you know, wrap it on your wiring. It's supposed to take care of the, you know, the issues with it. Uh, yeah. Kind of interesting that Honda has a class action suit against them for uh, 2013 to 2016 Hondas. And there was a bunch of people that, you know, had written in and talked about their vehicles being damaged by it. And it wasn't covered under warranty either. Yeah, no, it's uh, not. It makes but you wonder good. that's why Honda came out with a tape. Well, that certainly could be a, a stopgap measure. The, the wiring, they love the out exterior of certain wiring. Certain, yeah, it's story-based. Yeah, story-based wire code. There you go. Yeah. But here's the problem. The problem is, if you look underneath the hood of your truck, Harry, if you hired me to wrap all your wiring, you're going to get a huge <laughs> bill. And so it's easier to do to go on the defense rather than that and and wrap right. all your harnesses now if like me if you have the same place they chewing on your wiring then yes i would use the the, the tape but other than that harry it's uh the only other thing is, is sit outside drink a couple beers get your pellet gun and wait for the little son of a guns to show up <laughs> well I, I have a place up munns park and uh i'm up there about six months out of the year and uh i have a honda and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and it's within that range of yeah. uh, 
vehicles they were talking about, so it kind of made me kind of wonder, and I'd seen squirrels running around. and uh, Okay. Uh, but I don't think they would like it if I started popping uh, the squirrels in the area. The people well, well, you just put a silencer on your BB gun, and you'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, i got to run, Harry, but thank you, thank you very much. John, you're up next. What you got? Happy New Year from a fellow gray hair, Mark. Well, thank you very much. Same to you. I've been listening to you since I, you shared the show with Rosie, but I think this is the first time I've talked to you. Well, that's okay with me. I'm the original owner of a 1984 Toyota 4-wheel drive pickup that has an intermittent starting problem that it used to occur more frequently, but hadn't happened for years until a couple of nights ago. Okay. On that evening, I ran two errands, which meant that I started the truck four times with no problem. Okay. Later, I tried to run a third errand, but the truck wouldn't start. Okay, and I need to ask you something. Is there no noise when you hit the key? That's A. Or there's a click. Wait just a minute. I got to give you the menu. (laughs) No noise. Click is the second one. Cranks over fine, but doesn't catch. So which one of those? You got no no noise at all? Completely silent. Okay. Well, how many miles are on this? Just turned over 391,000. Oh, boy. <laughs> Gee, Merry Christmas. But that's the We're old not, Toyotas. That's, that's, right. that's the old Toyotas, and there's, I, I'm not surprised at that at all. I want you to go to MarkSalem.com and, and click on FAQs and then print out FAQ 28. Okay. I'm going to guess right now that in the absence of noise, we're sending the signal through the neutral safety switch, and I hope that's okay, but it seems to be okay because it does start other times, but the power goes from the ignition key through the neutral safety switch, and it goes to the solenoid. Once the solenoid is triggered, it's supposed to apply the solenoid. That throws the starter drive out of the starter, and we're done. Now, yeah. if the solenoid is bad... Um, we usually don't get any noise, like you're saying, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. dare go in there and just replace the solenoid. You do the starter right. solenoid as a package. Now, number two, right. got a click. That could be that the solenoid's working, but we got a bad battery connection. It could also be that we have a starter problem. So the click is the hard one. But if it if it just and if it drags the starter, then that's a little easier. That's either a battery, a bad connection, or the starter. The diagnostic process on this is pretty simple. And, but if you if I had to bet and you can't get it to happen on a regular basis and you're scared to death of this, then I would go down to my, my favorite repair shop and ask them just to replace the starter and solenoid. Let, let me tell you why I think it might be the ignition switch. Okay. In the past, when this happened, and it had, like, it, like I said, it hasn't happened for years, but in the past, when it happened, I would just sit there and keep turning the key on and off, on and off, on and off, and eventually it would start. Okay, that's not good enough. Every other time you hit it, it's fine. And if the ignition key or the ignition lock or the ignition switch is bad, oftentimes it'll die. You'll lose your radio. You'll lose your uh-huh. accessories. You don't have the rest of the symptoms. Right, right. So, now, really and truly, if I had your truck... Um, I just put a long lead off of the uh, solenoid trigger, and I'd go out there every once in a while. I'd let it run. You'd go out there every once in a while and check what the voltage is to the solenoid when I hit the key. Now this could be a bad battery connection, but I don't think so. You don't. You're no. missing one of those symptoms as well. 
So yeah. I think most good shops can probably test the lot. We need at least 10 volts to that solenoid to make it happen. So if you hit the key, in, or if I hit the key and I've got a, a digital voltometer on there and I've got 10 or 11 volts and nothing's happening, then I know I've got a solenoid problem. I just don't want to do the solenoid in the starter, right, uh, on right, your old right. starter. So that's what I would do. Now, if you print FAQ 28 out, it will tell you how to pull up against some barrier like a wall and turn on your headlights before anything and watch the headlight intensity and hit the key. And the FAQ 28 will describe what the different headlight intensities will tell you what's wrong. Oh, For instance, cool. if the headlights go out and come back on, that's usually a bad battery connection. If it goes out and comes back on really quick instead of slow, then that means the starter. If the headlights don't change intensity, then it's probably in the neutral safety switch of the solenoid. And I want to tell you, I replace a 1,000 solenoids to every one ignition switch. So yeah. the yeah. odds are, are that way. But anyway, John, thank you very much for your compliment. i got to move on because i got Patty, and Patty's been waiting a long time. So, Patty, how can I help you? Well, I want to start out with uh, compliments for Blackwells. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I have had a I have a Nissan Pathfinder, and uh, for probably seven years, we have had problems with the check engine light soon uh, coming on. We okay. have had uh, two different de- uh, two different car shops looking at it, and they haven't been able to figure out what was going on. Took it to Blackwell. They said that there were some lines that were connected to dead ends. They reconnected everything, and I have not had a check engine light for six months. And raise so. your right hand and tell me that you're not Tom's sister. I <laughs> okay. I need I you to call. I I need your right hand up in the air, and I say, I, repeat after me. Mm-hmm. I promise. I promise. I am not related to that scoundrel Tom Blackwell. I am not related to that scoundrel Tom. Okay. Blackwell. All right. I, I want. I've known Tom. We are. You just shut up over there. Yep. We are we are brothers of different mothers, and we know right from wrong. Sometimes we get in trouble for putting our hand up. I don't know if you've met Tom, but I want to tell you he's one of the finest technicians I know. We um, work with Christy. I work with Christy. I have worked with Christy. Um, when Tom and I, you know, I, I call I call him, and if I can't get him, and if he's in the bathroom, which is usually is, then Christy will help answer the question or slide the phone underneath the door. And all of this is not true. I'm just making fun of him. But no, Tom's a Tom's a go-to guy. Um, he and he does everything from oil changes all the way to engine swaps and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, I've known him for a very long time. We built our buildings together 25 years ago. And as a matter of fact, if you look at his building and if you look at my building, they're twin sisters of different mothers. So he's got gray block with red highlights and adobe, and so do we. So I can tell you though, with pride, I was first. <laughs> That's right. He copied us. <laughs> tell but, him we said that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and anyway, he just recently married. I don't remember her name, and um, and she is a little stronger willed than he is, and that's a good thing. So. I forget what, Polly, mm-hmm. Polly. So anyway, if you get there and you talk to Christy or Polly, I can assure you, you're talking to somebody that's got a little bit of swag in that business. So thank you very very much for that, Patty. Thank you. Antonio, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi there. Yeah, great show, by the way. Uh, thank quick you. question. I got a Ford 150 20, uh, 
2018 that I just got. It's got like okay. 2,000 miles on it. Okay. And it's got a new feature that is annoying the bejesus out of me. Okay. And that is that whenever you pull over to a stop sign, to a stoplight, it shuts off. Yeah, that's annoying to me too. <laughs> and it's got a button that allows me that if I don't like that feature, I can press that button. But every time uh, I get in the car and I'm in a hurry, I don't get a chance to think about it. And every time I need to step on the accelerator to get going, you know, yes. it starts off and it's always on the wrong time. Is there a way that I can take it to a shop and they can, you know, through a scan tool, a factory scan tool or something, deprogram that function so it is no longer enabled? Probably not. Um, probably not on the programming side. Probably not on the programming side. But I promise you if you get on the Internet, you'll find somebody okay. that's got a fix. Now, here's the deal. The computer sees speed, and it watches your throttle, and it watches your brake. So the computer knows when you come to a stop. It sees the, the speed declining. It sees you take your foot off the gas, and it sees you apply the brake. Yes. Now, I want I to <laughs> tell you something. I think that it's possible with a, the appropriate wiring diagram that you could find where the computer sees the brake switch, which starts the process. And I don't know, and I'm guessing, but that might be a wire I would disable once. And if, and if, it, if the brake pedal was the wake-up point, hey, wake up, he's coming to a stop. Well, if I take that away from the computer, then maybe it won't do that. But the default button basically says you've got to reset it every time. I'm quite yeah. sure a guy that's real well-versed in wiring and had a wiring diagram of that probably could overcome it. We have to lie to the computer. We have yep. to lie to the computer. So maybe we put some kind of gyro in there that says that the car is still two going. miles an hour. <laughs> yep, I don't yep, know. Yep, yep, something. something. So, yeah, or, or maybe throw high that wire uh, that, uh, that says that on some way. Because it even senses, for example, when the air, the AC, I'm in Arizona in, you know, in yeah. the summer, if the, if the AC is on, uh, it doesn't turn it off because obviously it needs the engine to keep the compressor running. Yeah. Um, so if, but, you know, right now in the winter, I'm freezing, you know, there's things oh. coming out of my cockpit just wait. to keep that thing from, from triggering. Okay, obviously, wait, wait. There's a switch. Wait, wait, wait. So so what we do if, if the air conditioning triggers it and and keeps the motor running, we just have to find that leg and put it on a toggle switch, and then your toggle switch has summer and winter. <laughs> and you can just you can energize that circuit without going to the air compressor, and all you have to do is energize the circuit. So we come off the cigarette lighter, we go through a toggle switch, and we grab a hold of that lead. And so at that particular point, it thinks, oh, the air conditioning's on, and boom, we're done. This is what happens on a computer, but you're still under warranty, and if I were you, I wouldn't mess with this right now. I'd wait till later, okay? I think the risk is too big. I think the risk is certainly 50% or more you're going to get in trouble. Um, something's going to happen bad, so I think you wait till you're out of warranty. And other than that, just you know what you could do? You could disconnect the air conditioning compressor and try it that way. So you can still turn the air on, but the compressor's not going to work, so therefore you're not going to get cold in the winter. So just pull the plug on the air conditioning compressor and see if I'm right. Okay? All right. I got to run. And uh, if you want to do something for me, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray for somebody. Her na his name, their name is, starts with an L. And if you just talk to God and say, please um, take good care of her and, um, and, and please um, 
please watch over. watch over her and comfort her. That would be something you could do for me. I'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.